Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is October 26, 2020, and the year of 2020 is almost over. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Gene Ginsberg, digital marketing expert from GeneGinsberg.com. And coming up in early 2021, we are also going to have another digital marketing expert on talking directly to the produce industry. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, don't forget, we also have a virtual networking hour coming up on October 29th, 2020 at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, I mentioned in the invite on LinkedIn, bring a costume, bring a mask because we're a couple days out from Halloween and we want to show our Halloween spirit. But this networking event is really just to bring colleagues together and really have a good time and meet some new people in the produce and supply chain industry. So if you're interested, come on down, send us an email at the produce industry podcast at gmail.com and we'll make sure you get an invite. Now today we have two guests. We have Martha Montoya, our new fancy partner. She has upgraded from the Choice Partnership to become a fancy sponsor of the podcast. So Martha Montoya, the CEO of AgTools, is going to chat a little bit about the talent that they have at AgTools and where it's represented from. And our featured guest, all the way from Sydney, Australia, Mr. Carlo Trimboli. He is the owner and managing director of Samson's Fruit and Vegetable Supply, a leading wholesaler in the Sydney markets. So two very special guests from two very unique parts of the industry. So let's get Martha Montoya on the line from Ag Tools. Hey, Martha, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Always enjoying being on the show. Yeah, it's great to have Ag Tools and yourself as a fancy partner now and one of our first sponsors of the Produce Industry Podcast. And I always have to recognize that, especially with you on the phone or any of your teammates on the phone. We always say thank you to Ag Tools because I would say not just without you, we wouldn't be here, um, but you help support the future of the produce industry. And I think that's what it's about. So I do thank you for that. And I agree with you. And we, we're cheerleaders because very few people talk about so candidly about the industry and we need to be more transparent and candid about the industry. And this is a great way to do it. Telling our story, right? And I agree. So let, let's talk about this though. I have been able to experience ag tools. I've been on the site. As we all know, we talk about it all the time on the show that I'm in citrus. So I'm always looking at the citrus statistics and the data and the insights, the weather, the news, everything that has to do with imports and exports. Well, one thing that is, you could find all of that on the AgTool site, and that's what I've been doing. So I've found a different way to manage my team, manage these things through AgTools, and it's been pretty cool. And one of the other things that's been cool is I've been able to um, start relationships with a lot of your team, Martha. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what's crazy, right? I started mm -hmm. realizing that your team is located in two different countries, majority, <laughs> right? And I was like, wait a minute where does a lot of this talent at? So I'm going to let you talk about your talent, but I know that a lot of your talent is here in the U S and also in Mexico, but talk about yep. the percentages and talk about some of that talent as well. Well, originally when we started this whole uh, path, the typical thinking was, and we were told many times you have to outsource the engineers 
to wonderful country of India, which I love very much India. Don't take me wrong. I even collect their music. Uh, but gosh, we had such a hard time with it because it's a completely different world. Not um, maybe in other things, but in, in, in agriculture, it's, it's a different world. Everybody there owns uh, the average land is half, a, half an acre. The average acre here is 200 acres. So it's a completely different mentality. And, um, and my brother Gustavo, who's the computer science engineer, he really tried for six months. And finally, we said, why are we doing what everybody's doing? Why can't we just get our own engineers here? And Gustavo has been always, I mean, pro, uh, pro engineer USA, because he comes from being one of the first engineers for Amazon. Uh, he was recruited by Amazon when he graduated from UC Irvine and UC Phoenix and all that. He was recruited by Amazon and that's what they did. They recruited all the USA engineers on the first phase of uh, Amazon. And so we decided that we were going to look for our own talent against all everybody telling us, no, you should outsource it. We started getting the first engineer in Wenatchee, Washington. Then we got the second one. And then all of a sudden we find out that in Los Reyes, in the Michoacan, in the middle of nowhere, in a little town, there's a computer science school that has no internet access. So the engineers program by hand, everything, like we used to do it by hand. And so we said, well, let's try it. Long story short, we have today, our engineers are 50% USA, actually 60% USA, 40% Mexico, which is all avocado region, blackberry region, strawberry region, that's where our engineers are. Um, and then the engineers up here. So all of these kids and all these engineers actually come from the ground, meaning they actually harvest it. They actually work with the parents on the grounds or they themselves work. And then they wanted to study computer science and kind of the family let them do that, not knowing whether they will ever get a job. And guess what? We got them the job and they stay in the regions. So now they stay in their own cities in Wenatchee, Washington. In, um, we have one in Salinas, California. And then we have um, in Mexico, in um, Michoacan. And they didn't have to move from their regions and stay there. No, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, regardless of, of the COVID era, right? Everybody was working from home. Um, but look, look what you just said. If it wasn't that region, right? Or say, let's, how do I say this? If it wasn't COVID and it, everything was in a perfect world, you still wouldn't have to be in an office. Like you said, they're able to oh, work yes. from their own locations and be able to, to do this. And I think that's very cool. And trust me, I've dealt with India as well. Um, I've worked with di different applications. My partner in crime always says he's going to let me handle those calls. And if you've been on those calls, it, it is, it's, it's a very it uh, interesting conversation. Everything. It is exhausting. Um, they're, like I said, their economy is different, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They look at things differently. And, and we talked about this off the mic too, Martha. Um, look at the podcast, for instance, or even mm -hmm. us having this conversation. If I was just some media guy, I would have no idea what you were talking about right now, right? I would just be right. like, uh-huh, yeah, oh, yeah, different regions, yep, mm -hmm. staying at home, they know produce, but but it's like that, the passion for it, right? We, right, right, in, right. In the industry to do that. So I think that's cool. You hired people, right, that have the the love and the passion to to do this, but they also know produce, right? I mean, look at Matt. Well, the, they know, pro they know, they, they know the Matt. produce. They understand the long-term um, effect of what we're doing. I mean, they really understand that this is about our industry. But, but we have to say that you sometimes also, uh, they say luck, luck is also, luck doesn't come. Luck means you work hard at it. 
Um, Wenatchee, Washington, which is the capital, the apple capital of the world, and we all know it, um, used to be, uh, became also as the West Coast of all the servers for all the clouds that we all use. The Amazon cloud, the Bitcoin cloud, the Microsoft cloud, they have now buildings with a lot of uh, uh, servers there and you can google yourself uh, yours, all of you and you'll find that Wanachi is like the center point because of the Columbia River which not only gives beautiful water to the apples it gives beautiful uh, electricity very cheap to the centers so guess what the university started training engineers computer science engineers for that industry within the industry in that area so we were like so lucky that we had engineers training the region for that reason. And also because they were hoping that a lot of the Seattle engineers or kids will move to Wenatchee to study, to work in this industry. And guess what? Not many kids wanted to move from Seattle to Wenatchee, which is like moving from Los Angeles to let's say a Fresno. Oh, um, yeah. And kids will not do that. And that guess right. what? <laughs> and guess is it, what? Is it sad though that I moved from sad. Huntington Beach to Visalia, California? I actually did that. I actually moved. I, I was living in Huntington Beach, California in my younger days, uh, going to Golden West College right there on Golden West Go Street, Huntington Beach. And my dad was like, you should come up here and work for the packing house now and, and really get started and, and go to school at College of the Sequoias in Fresno State. And I was like, that's a great idea, dad. <laughs> and I did it, but I, I, I totally understand what you're saying because now look the, at the it. Concept. And your friends might have been thinking, what's wrong with you? Oh, right? my Huntington Beach people don't even talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, okay. they're like, what? You're getting out of Orange County? They're like, what do you do this guy? He doesn't know. What's what wrong with here. you? You went backwards, quote unquote. Well, it's so true. We were now, it, it, it's such a difference. Even being here in Tampa, Florida, I mean, right on the water here. I mean, it's so awesome, but it's such a different lifestyle and you're right if i was here living in tampa florida being able to go to the beach every day and someone's like oh move to fresno i'd go where Who? yeah exactly you're totally right and, so I, I agree with you it's like it, and that's what happened to the, the university of washington so they had to start going to the local colleges to recruit the young kids and guess what the kids were from farm farm workers farm uh, owners farm farm everything and so they had the passion but they wanted to study computer science they wanted to be in technology and very few of them, many of them actually study and they have told us knowing that they might never would have used the technology, but at least they would have studied and they knew they would have to go back to start to work wherever they had to work. And so now we have all these wonderful young engineers, uh, they're on the main street of Wanachi, uh, working um, uh, in computer science. There's a, an amazing association, uh, which is the Chelan County uh, in uh, technolo technology um, center and so there's a whole ecosystem of technology in that beautiful town and uh, we were lucky my brother had moved when he finished his uh, round in Amazon in Seattle who moved to Wanachi and he told me he said that's the next wave and I'm like really yep and literally he saw it before uh, it happened if you exactly if you go now <laughs> to Wanachi what it was hundred thousand now it's five hundred thousand house wise and so on and so forth so that's the story. And in Mexico, the same thing. The, the Mexico, uh, most of the kids tend to go to Guadalajara, Mexico, and, uh, but they don't want to leave. None of us want to immigrate from our own original homes, but they, the opportunities are limited. And now what we have made it a point is to pay them very well so they can stay home, they can stay with the families, they still program, they still do the job, and, uh, and they bring economy, good economy to their own little towns. 
That's perfect. Well, that's what it's about. It's about, remember what we talked about when we first met? It was about relationships, right? And it's helping create relationships. Listen, you can pay it forward in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like you said, that's a way to pay it forward, even though you're still paying them. But letting someone, like I said, build for their own home, that means if they're staying at their own home, guess what they're doing? They're buying local, everybody. Like Martha said, they're helping create their economy. There. And it's, listen, one person, I don't care what anybody's thinking. If you're going, oh, what's one person going to do? Oh, one person can do a lot. We say that all the time. Oh, yeah. One person creates a community of positivity and that group of positive community can go anywhere. So no, I, I love it. I love what Ag Tools is doing. I know you guys have a lot coming up and a lot on the horizon for January of 2021. Everybody keeps saying um, that 2020 has just been the crazy year and 2020 <laughs> might be, you know, the calm before the storm. Um, but like we've said in the past, I think our glasses are overflowing. We're having um, not uh, the best time of our life, but we're keeping this to where we're enjoying our life. We're creating business, we're creating relationships, and we're here for the industry, right? For the right. industry overall. So uh, Martha, I, I do want to thank you for coming on today and talking about Ag Tools and talking about your talent that you're bringing on. Yeah. And if Anybody wants to reach out to AgTools, please visit their website at agtools.com because Martha, I know you're always looking for great people to come yes. on and check out the company. Check the company to, to use us, to be part of it. To We have amazing investors also from re, the same regions. I mean, we have we, we have a great ecosystem and that's what it's all about, that it stays within our industry and we're going to grow the business. It was great talking with Martha. So before we speak with Carlo Trimboli, we are going to hear from Terra Exports and Indianapolis Fruit Company on those weekend winners. Welcome to Terra Exports, a fast-paced, entrepreneurial, and innovative, multinational fresh produce company with eight divisions worldwide that handle fruits and vegetables across 65 countries. Did you know that Terra Exports was featured three times in Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies? Terra Exports starts at the ground, literally, with the growth of the product at the farm all the way through distribution channels up into the end user. They take pride in their products, arriving fresh and damage-free, and they're there every step of the way, working alongside suppliers and customers who share in their common goal. Visit Terra Exports at www.terraexports.com, as well as following them on social media on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If you get on their website, you can also check their availability calendars and all of the produce that they have in store. When you join Terra Exports, you become a member of their global team of thinkers, innovators, dreamers, and doers who are bringing a fresh approach to the produce and supply chain industry. So reach out to Terra Exports today at terraexports.com. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another edition of Weekend Winners, and we're getting personal with persimmons. The Hychea persimmon is a gorgeous piece of fruit, best used in baking recipes such as breads and muffins. Best to display this item at peak ripeness so consumers can take it home and enjoy it right away. Don't miss out on getting personal with persimmons. 
Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors as well as some of those weekend winners. You got to check out Indianapolis Fruit Company if you haven't already, as well as Terra Exports and Ag Tools. These are all companies that are making a difference in the produce and supply chain industry, so please check them out. They're on all my mailers, and some of their logos are on our website at theproduceindustrypodcast.com. Now, let's get into our featured guest today, Carlo Trimboli. As I said, he is the owner, managing director of Samson's Fruit and Vegetable Supply. They are a leading wholesaler within the Sydney markets. So, owning and running Samson since 2006, Carlos has also taken on the role of president of Freshmark. Freshmark is a nonprofit industry association providing representative administration, promotional training, and support services for wholesalers, exporters, providers, retailers, and services in the Sydney markets. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get Carlo Trimboli on the line today. Hi, Carlo. Welcome to the show today. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How is it down in Sydney, Australia? Honestly and truly, it's, it's freezing cold here in Sydney um, at the moment. Um, yes, yeah, so we're all rugged up and we're waiting for, for spring, to, spring to come. You know, I don't know why, but for some reason, I just think that it's always sunny and nice in Australia. I mean, every time you see, and this could be just, you know, me watching movies all the time, but you, you, know, you see the movies of Australia, you see the theater, and you're like, it's always beautiful. It's just always beautiful in Australia. So I'm, that's what I was thinking. You're telling me you're in a coat and you're cold. I don't like it. I don't like it. On, honestly, it, it is always beautiful, but right here, right now, it is freezing cold. Um, on the weekend, we just had some some like untraditional snow. It was snowing just outside the on the fringe of Sydney. So it's to give you some context that it, it barely snows like in Sydney. So like so it, it there was actually like a big dump of snow out on the fringe of Sydney. So it's really cold. It's really cold. Oh man. Well, listen, Carlo, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Now we got to give our uh, listeners a little bit of background. Now I met Catherine Powell uh, back at the United Fresh virtual showcase in, I believe it was uh, June of uh, this year. And we connected through one of the breakout sessions, got to be in one of the groups after hours. And, and we connected about the podcast. So now we are finally here. I know it's a couple months later, but Listen, COVID has everybody in new changes and adapting to uh, new challenges within their business. So it took a few months for us to connect, but something positive happened during this pandemic, right? I mean, we went to a virtual uh, show, we were able to connect. I mean, these are all things that are positive with it within our, uh, I would say, uh, our supply chain and produce industry, wouldn't you say? Oh, I, I can't agree more, Patrick. Like, honestly, like... Um it, it, it really has provided us um, a platform to, to connect in a whole, a whole different format. Like um, the virtual sessions and the seminars have just been um, actually really, really engaging. And, and it's also in, enabled us to meet, you know, a, a huge amount of people that we, we would never traditionally have, have met. And, um, you know, big thanks to United Fresh and also like, with, with lots of different organizations, even the PMAs, um, they've been able to really, really pivot really quickly um, to adapt to the current environment. And I think that it's, uh, it, it's, it's hats off to them. They've, it, they've really provided a platform for, you know, people still to communicate and connect in, in, in this challenging time. 
Well, and that's what it's all about. I mean, the produce and supply chain industry is about relationships and you have to be able to create new relationships, even with being inside your home, your home office, or being inside your cubicle with mask on now, right? I mean, everybody's <laughs> crazy. These crazy new challenges. But I do agree the people that are adapting and thriving together and overcoming these challenges are doing okay in this time. Now, there are a lot of industries that have been hurt by the COVID pandemic. Now, I am no expert when it comes to Australia. If you wanted to talk about California citrus, maybe some imports, listen, let's talk all day long. But <laughs> you, my friend, are, are going to probably give the best subject matter expertise on Australia and what's going on over there. So, I mean, if you could give us a little bit of overview on you know the COVID-19 situation in Australia and how it's been affecting the produce and supply chain industry, we'd love to hear it. Oh, look, look, Patrick, um, th thanks. I'm, 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 I'm humbled by the fact that you think I'm an expert, but look, um, I, I can only just tell you from, from you know, my opinion. I think that, you know, like, I think the world's, like, it's a huge place, but it's, it's, it's really... It, it's very similar in, in many respects. I think COVID's really um, brought a whole heap of challenges that are, you know, consistent across the world. Each country's dealt with it, you know, in their own way. Um, I think that, you know, today's pain um, has a purpose. And I think that I believe that we're, we're fortunate enough to, to, to still be what, what I believe a, a, a critical, critical part of, of, of the world, like around us, there's there's people out there that, that depend on us. They depend on us daily. Now, as for supply, we're, we're fortunate enough to have farmers out there that are, are just they're so dedicated to to supplying fresh produce to to you know the residents that are in in lockdown, and um, it's 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 been a great it's been great to be part of this this time even though we we can look back and think hey you know like it's there's so much doom and gloom and the media you know paints such a a bad picture but there's 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 companies out there and there's people out there that are are really trying hard to 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 get through this mess Oh, 100%. I, I think that there's a lot of companies that are out there talking about, you know, weathering the storm. And, I, and I've talked about that in a couple of the other podcasts about companies that I've tried to interview that have talked and, you know, said, you know, hey, we're going to weather the storm. We're going to get through this. But that's a harsh way of looking at your company, right? I mean, could you imagine yeah. that? I mean, you know, that's like that movie, The Perfect Storm, when, you know, that little boat yeah. was going into the wave. I don't think, been, yeah, you know what, you know, we're going to, we're going to make it through this. No, they, they knew they were, uh, they were kissing their, you know, what's goodbye. You know what I mean? And that's right. It sounds funny because it's not, you know, because it kind of is on the movie, but it's not in real life. And you can't say you're just going to weather the storm. I mean, think about this, you know, Carlo talking to you off the mic. I know you've had a great experience within the produce and supply chain industry. So yeah. I, I'm a, I'm still a very young, young man in the produce and supply chain industry. I started picking oranges you know, for my, uh, my dad, when I was about 14, 15 in the, um, the fields of Florida, but could you imagine, I mean, we've been doing this a long time, you know, yeah. there's tons and tons of new talent that is coming up into this industry and with all these issues and all these problems and really a lot of this, I would say these college graduates or non-college graduates, 
you know, how are we going to attract them into the industry? When we have all this crap, I would say, going on. It's like, it's hard enough to get some of our employees now to focus yeah. on because they're huge. That's, that's it. You're right, Pat. You're right. You're exactly right. Um, there's, there's, you know, that's one thing I must say I'm really passionate about is, is bringing youth into our industry. It's such a great industry. Um, so much to, so much to offer. And, and it's part of my mission is to, to try to create succession in, in the future for such a promising, promising industry. Um, it's, it's giving me, it's given, it's given to me and it's given to yourself so much, um, uh, you know, in any way that, um, we can promote uh, fresh produce and, and what it can offer. I, I, I truly believe that it's, uh, it, it, it could be, it could be anything, but if we don't act now and we don't promote and ensure that there is a future, then there could be, there could be challenges ahead. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, listen, when I was going to college, I remember my dad told me, one, he said, he said, don't go to college. He said, focus on work, right? I mean, and it's so funny because I went to college, but I didn't go for the traditional ag science degree, right? If you, if you talk right. to anybody that went to college in, you know, in the Central Valley, they went to like, you know, Cal Poly or they went to Fresno State, you know, they went to all these schools that had these ag science. Right. I didn't do that. I didn't get an ag science degree. Um, I got an entrepreneurship degree, which taught me a little bit of different life skills, but I still wanted to be in produce because I knew what it did, right? I, I enjoyed it. And it's funny is because if you were to go back when I was, you know, 14 years old and you're, you know, if my dad was like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to be a produce guy and da, 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 and all this. And I'd be like, yeah, right. I just wanted to be this, this type of businessman. Right. But now right. I've been into it for more than 15 years. I look back at some of those things and I'm like, wow, like that actually shapes, you know, a little bit of who I was right. As I was picking oranges in the fields of Florida, staring down these banana spiders, I was like, listen, I, I don't want to do this all the time. I'm going to get this going. I'm going to get myself to the next step. And you know, that created memories for me. And then when I went through college, I created new mm -hmm. memories within the produce and supply chain industry as well. So I kind of see what you're saying. It's like, we got to somehow shape our industry and attract new talent. Not that just we're this, community of farmers it's no we're a community of so much more of supply chain of growers packers shippers marketers wholesalers distributors technology companies i mean right i mean i could i mean the list can so much so up. much to offer so much to offer yeah there's so much so much to offer yeah and 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 it's all about the journey it's 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 really engaging with 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 students at 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 the cold face and saying you know, guys, you know, like, you know, it, it really is, the world's your oyster. And like, I, I would never have imagined like when, when I was a child that I, you know, came into the industry and my family were, 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 were fruiters, local fruiters and, and, um, then like, uh, independent retail shops. And, um, we came in and, and I just followed in my father's footsteps. I, I, I would never have imagined that, um, I'd be where I am today. And, you know, being able to to travel around the world and around around Australia and, and see so many different you know um, farmers and processes and 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 just being able to even travel to Europe and the US and and see you know how it's done overseas and and bring back ideas to Australia and say hey you know like 
it, there's so much innovation and things to be had. And I, I, it's, it's such a, an exciting, exciting industry to be involved in. And, and the people, you know, like, yeah, we're competitive, you know, you can get, you know, there's days where you think, geez, you know, like, damn, it gets so hard. You know what I mean? Like, don't think it's always, you know, fantastic. And, but, you know, like, I, I would never change what I do, you know, ever. It's just such a um, exciting, exciting industry to be involved in. It's always changing. Every season's different. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it really, it, it's really made me who I am today. And, and, you know, I just want to know that, that, that looking back, you know, in, in years to come that I've, I've been able to not only, you know, forge my, my own career and, and support my own family from this, but also provide the platform for, you know, the next generation to, to come and, and, and excel in, in the industry. And it's kind of a crazy that we talk about this and I, I say crazy, but it's not. So, you know, as I authored the, uh, the book Millennial Boom, which is about millennials and the baby boomer generation, which are the two largest generations in America um, and probably, you know, around the world, there's a lot of baby boomers. And Hans Finzel and I talk about this huge, huge clash, but also how they can thrive together. And really, it's about passing the torch. It's about the next generation passing it to the, the next generation and the next generation learning, adapting, changing, and then passing that to the next generation. Uh, because, you know, if we fight to the finish, it's not going to be great once the torch finally does have to be passed. And I think that I myself am an advocate for the younger generation as well, just like, just like you. It's like we want to teach the youth what is happening in the industry, what we've done, all of our successes, all of our failures, but realistically let them learn on their own. And listen, yeah. you know, Carlo, I know you're speaking from a lot of experience. You know, you have a pretty, pretty large organization with about over 80 employees. So I know that you're constantly having to, right, look at all those age ranges within there. And then also, hey, how do I keep these different demographics, right? How do I keep the, the older crowd, the middle crowd, and then bring on new talent? I mean, there's a lot of things of, of owning a company and attracting new talent. I mean, I say today, attracting new talent is excruciatingly hard. And this is what I could say, Carlo. If you know the app TikTok, if you, yep. it, 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 it's like every 15 seconds, it's a video, right? And right. I almost say to people, like, if you can't keep me entertained for at least 15 seconds, you know, before I've got to scroll, <laughs> like I have to watch your entire pitch for 15 seconds. And if you keep me that long, then you got me right. I'll probably yeah. like you and I'll probably check out another one of your videos. If I get into the first like three to five seconds and I swipe and I'm gone, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> like, right. I, and I, it's, it's funny because I say it like that. Uh, but it's true because with the new talent and what's happening today, I mean, heck my kids started school today and, yep. uh, and guess what happened? It's all online schooling. So my son is eight years old. My daughter's five years old. They're doing online schooling. I wasn't even introduced to computers until I was in maybe seventh or eighth grade. Now yeah. they're being introduced to computers at, at five years old in kindergarten. Listen, this is not bad. Think about the innovation and the creativity that is going to come from our youth. So I'm so with you on creating more uh, for our youth because I believe in that. I don't look at all these downfalls of it, right? I look at how can we not, technology. Not at all. 
Not at all. Not at all. Like there's so much opportunity, and and like I can't I can't agree enough. You you you're you're inspiring me, and I'm and I'm supposed to be interviewed. But and we got to give you another huge shout out because Carlo, you are our first guest from Australia, the entire continent. So we are just happy to have you on board today, my friend. Patrick, I'm feeling the love today. It's I would say the first parts of this conversation. We had a great talk about COVID. And we talked about our youth, right, within the industry. And I think yeah. that those are great topics within the industry, right? Because everybody needs to know what is going on and they need to know where it's going on. So coming from Australia, this is a good overview of kind of what the markets look like and, you know, how we're attracting new talent to the industry. But I know there's a couple of problems. I spoke with uh, Greg Luton and Greg White from Supply Chain Now. We had a great conversation about the citrus supply chain in California with Michael Chavez. And one of the things that they brought up was labor. And I know that's been a struggling topic with you know, the farmers, the ag community in labor. I know labor in California has always been a challenge. So I've got to ask you, how has been the labor or how is the labor over in Australia and has it impacted the produce industry? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a really good question. That's a really good question, Patrick. Um, I, um, I was just sitting down having a, uh, a cup of coffee yesterday with, with a grower from Tasmania and um, shout out to Mark Cable, if he's listening. Um, he, um, he was talking like, and not just Mark, but lots of, lots of our suppliers, our, our farmers are saying to us, the struggle is really getting consistent labor um, with the borders locked down. So um, just to give you, paint a picture for you, like each individual state has, has their borders locked. So in New South Wales, we're, we're sort of isolated in Victoria, it's isolated, each state's isolated. And it, it's really, and obviously our international borders are isolated. So getting, you know, fly in, fly out labor, um, it's challenging. It's really challenging. And, and so the biggest fear is, is not necessarily whether we can grow the produce we need to, you know, feed, feed people, uh, feed, feed the population, but, and, and also to export, but it's really getting the crops, you know, harvested. Um, they're, they're big challenges. They're big challenges coming up, especially as, as we move into, as we move into the, the warmer months into spring and summer, um, with, we've got obviously, you know, our stone fruit, mangoes, all our tropicals coming to you know, full, full swing. So, uh, getting the, 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 the labor force to, to, to harvest all that, that's, that's in the foreseeable future, a massive, massive issue. And, and I know that there's grower groups talking to government about that, that challenge moving forward. And, and I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that, um, that we can, you know, find a solution to, to the current circumstance. It's, it's, um, that's most probably the biggest challenge, you know, like, you know, like the people are at home and, you know, in ISO and they're, they're, they're being creative in the kitchen. They're, they're cooking, they're, you know, they're, they're being creative. And, and, and so we, we need to make sure that we, we, we champion fresh produce and make sure that it's on as many dishes as possible. 
Oh, I 100% agree. You know, what's crazy is even today I was sitting there in the house and it was a school today for the kids online learning. And it's so easy just to grab like a, a Twix or a Snickers, right? Those little like tiny yeah. candies because I have them all over the house. Don't get me wrong. I love my little candies. But, <laughs> but I did. I went and cut up some strawberries. I mean, I sat there, cut up a bowl of strawberries because I needed like that sweet, but like I needed freshness. I needed, I needed it, right? Like it, it was crazy. That's right. I needed something. I didn't need a candy. I needed sweet, but fresh. And, and I got it. Um, but going back to that labor situation, because I, I have a question. Because, you know, when I was talking to uh, Michael Chavez, he was telling me that in California, you know, when you start picking, say, citrus, for instance, um, right. you can't just immediately move to the cherry crop. Um, because of the different labor uh, practices and them trying to prevent the spread of COVID and the groups, they're keeping them in these certain groups. So before it was like, oh, I could drop citrus today and then go do cherries, right? Or because, you know, you make more money picking cherries. It sounds like what you're saying is the states are, are the borders are closed. So are you saying like between New South Wales and Queensland, you can't get in or from New South Wales to South Australia, you can't get in? You, 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 yeah, there's, um, there's a, a 14 day, like 14 day quarantine minimum. But aside from that, like, and the government is actually like, you can't get enforcing in. Like, that. Yeah. You can't get in. in. Like it, it literally, literally, literally from, from the borders, you, you cannot cross the borders. They're, they're patrolled there. It's just, you can't get through. You know, there's in, when you, when you get to the airports, if you're flying to an airport, there's the military. If you, if you go on the borders, there's, there's the police force. Um, it, they're not letting anyone through. So it's, it's like lockdown. Well, I just want everybody to hear that as well, because here in the United States, I'm here in Tampa, Florida, and I can tell you I could drive to Georgia, I could drive to Tennessee, I can drive to other states without seeing any of that. So that, that's very interesting because we have a lot of uh, southern crops as well. We have watermelons, we have um, some mm -hmm. the dry veg down here or wet veg, one of the two. I apologize for that. I should know that. But yeah, that's very interesting because I believe that would affect our labor challenges tremendously. I mean, Tremendous, tremendously. Yeah. Because what would, we, what would we do if we couldn't pick the watermelon crop? So that, that's crazy. I definitely, definitely feel for you there. And that probably makes the labor charges a heck of a lot more money too because they can only go certain places. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and this is, and, and I, I don't, to, Patrick, to be honest, I don't think it's like something that's isolated to Australia alone, I think like labor worldwide is, 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 is a challenge. And, but in, in, in saying that, like in Australia, it's, it's obviously, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Wow. Well, you know what? I've learned a little bit today and I, that's what I love about some of these conversations and meeting new people is that I'm going to learn new things, but let's get past some of these problems that we've had, right? Because we're having a lot of issues during this COVID time, but there's also a lot of opportunities, Carlo. So talk oh. to a little bit about opportunities and innovation coming out of Sydney, Australia, and from what your kind of group has going on, or you know what the country of any of your buddies have going on. Yeah, look, look, I think that like um, you know, like traditionally, I'd I'd say you know like Australia looks to either the US or Asia or Europe for 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 innovation, but I think there's there's some really you know there's good talent in, in, in Australia too. I think that there's some, there's some exciting stuff happening with, with different ranges. You mentioned it before, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, 
I, I believe it's a challenge for um, our, our industry to, to become more more dynamic in the way it markets its produce. You know, like, you know, I think the confectionery industry does it so well with, with chocolates and with lollies. I think that we need to be, be become more dynamic and smart in the way we market and promote um, fresh produce on a really convenient basis. I think that... And I think we're doing a good job. There's, there's, there's plenty of options out there that are, are being, being this, with the innovation, with, with like snackable tomatoes or carrots or, you know, you know things being pre-prepared so that it's giving, it's giving people a, a, a convenient, fresh option to the, the typical, you know, you know, instead of grabbing, going for a chocolate bar, they're, 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 they're grabbing a strawberry or... You know, you don't trust it. Hey, listen, I, I grabbed the strawberry today, man. I trust me, I, I totally get it. I did it, but you know, sometimes you don't do that, so it, it does happen. Um, but I, but I totally agree with you, and I think that if we do that in the right way, and I was actually talking with Ross Nelson. Um, he co-hosted, uh, I believe it was episode thirty-eight, uh, thirty-eight or thirty-seven. Sorry, my bad, yeah. Ross. Um, but we, we uh, talked about that. We talked about how to market and cross market within the produce department because that's how you tie in a lot of impulse buys and different things like that, right? A lot of the uh, industry, what, do you remember probably five years ago or maybe seven years ago that yeah. they, everybody wanted to be grower direct? So every time you went into the produce uh, section of the store, you would see like yep. advertisements of a grower. It'd be like, I, you know, I grow for this X, Y, Z, you know, company or yep. farm direct and things like that. So I agree. I think that the, the more we take pride in how we market and don't um, think about the, the, I'd say the old school farmer ways, you know, that's yep. always going to be in our roots. You know, you know, the ag life, the farm life's always going to be there, but you do have to attract the buyer because without the buyer, you don't have anything to sell. <laughs> you, 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 and, 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 and I can't, like, once again, I can't agree more. Like, um, a lot of, a lot of buyers out there, like, you know, housewives and, and, and the like, or whoever's cooking at home, because it's not necessarily a housewife anymore. It could be anyone really. I was going to say, I take that, that role sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, we like, all do. I'm, 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 I'm no different. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no different. Um, but like, we don't, not everyone always knows what to do with things, you know, like, you know, like the other day, like I was promoting uh, a product called yellow squash. I don't know if you guys have it in, in the U S it's like a button squash. It's like a, and, and like people look at it funny and they think, what do I do with that? What do I, what, what, what do I do? And, and, you know, you have to be, yeah, we have to educate people on how to use fresh produce alternatives and how to, you know, bring color to their dishes and how to, you know, how to, to eat healthy and fresh. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, is people need to understand. And if they do already, we greatly appreciate that. But if you don't, this is going to be a tip. So get ready and write it down. Okay. It's okay to have fruit with any of your meals. Everybody always yeah. thinks Carlo that when you cook, uh, a steak dinner or a pork chop yep. you got to have vegetables with it listen put some grapes on the table put some strawberries yeah. put you know if there's one thing i can tell you is that if they, if if any restaurant offers a bowl of grapes or anything like that my kids will take that over the bread over 
any of the other solids that are out there, right? They will That's take right. those, that bowl of grapes. So you do, you're, you got to think about it like that, that start to incorporate different pieces of fresh produce and veggie, right? Fresh produce, fruits and veggies into your meals. Um, because guess what? Your kids will love it too. And I tell this to everybody, as much as they don't have money, they do. They yep. have mom and dad's wallet, which makes them part <laughs> of the consuming and purchasing power. Even though people argue with me over that, you still will. If your kid picks up a bag of grapes and you're showing him a, um, a stock of celery and the kid yep. says, I want grapes, is mom going to buy the celery or the grapes? Is dad going to buy celery or the grapes? Nine times out of 10, yep. they're going to put the celery down you know, or maybe bring it for them, but they're going to get those grapes because they're going to go, mm, I'm going to be able to get my child to eat fresh fruit. Am I right? Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. So, so uh, it's, no, a, it's, 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 it's a crazy scenario. All it's it's honestly, and, and, and we're not going to solve, we're not going to solve it here, but I think that if, if we all believe in, in you know, a similar outcome and, and we keep talking about, you know, the benefits of, of, obviously eating fresh and, and being conscious about the decisions we make when we're, when we're at, at dinner or in a supermarket or around family and friends. Um, I, I think that, I think that we'll, we'll slowly, you know, getting them 1% is right and influencing and, and creating options for, for people to eat. Yeah, for sure. And we got to remember that brands are always a fun, good thing within the industry and they attract a lot of people, which I love. But remember, yeah. eat fresh produce. It doesn't have to be a special brand. If you can't find your, your favorite brand, that's okay. Grab a substitute for the time period. That's right. It's, 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 it's not, totally uh, okay, right? That's right. Take an opportunity to take some, try something different. You know, that, that brings me, you, you said it, try something different. One thing that I did, I did a YouTube video a few months back. It was an apple taste off and I did eight apples tournament style taste off. Right, Carlo? But yeah. someone reached out to me and they said, you haven't tried this apple. And I believe it was the, um, the Arctic apple or the cosmic. Yeah. Crab. But they yeah. reached out and it, and it made me think. Now I'm on the hunt for these apples. Like now I'm on the hunt. Yeah. All right, where am I going to get these? Because now these people said it to me. I'm going to have to try it. And now it might be incorporated into my new, you know, it could be a new favorite apple to me that I've never tried before. So again, try new fruits, try new, new veggies. Um, and, and I think that that's a possibility here in COVID too. 100%. Like, like um, I was going to, just about apples. I, I got to tell you, like, Apples have, have just, they've gone crazy. Like I remember when I was growing up, like there was literally like, you could either pick a red apple or a green apple. It was a granny and, or a red. Or, done. Yeah, that was it done. And, and like, I sort of lost interest in, in apples until I honestly, until I was in the U S about five years ago. And I was trying all these, these, new varieties and I literally fell in love with apples again and it wasn't until and I, and and it wasn't until I got back to Australia and I said guys you know like we've got to we got to start getting this stuff onto our shelves here man this is and and funny enough well you know we're a little bit behind but them varieties are coming out now um and and there's some and it's great innovation it's great innovation and and people people are are trying it and it, it's, it's becoming, it's becoming every day. It's great. 
Yeah. You know what? And I think we're going to see more and more and more of it. And, you know, even post COVID, I think that we're going to see a lot more people still in the kitchen doing new things with their families. And, you know, I, I do say, right. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And, and that's what a lot of people are bringing to the table during uh, COVID-19 and this, you know, pandemic has just been crazy. So Carlo, I do want to thank you all the way from Sydney, Australia for coming on the show today, uh, talking a little subject matter expertise um, throughout Australia, your organization, and really just, you know, an uplifting leader in the produce and supply chain industry. So I do thank you. Look, Pat, um, you're welcome. I'd be more than happy to come on again if you ever want to have another chat. But uh, anytime yourself, either yourself or any of the listeners are in Sydney, Australia, reach out. Um, come, and, come, and, come and visit the Sydney markets. Um, we're, we're, we'll welcome you. Um, drop in. I'll shout you a coffee or we can have an apple. Um, either way, you're, you're welcome to, to drop in and say g'day anytime. I'm, I'm totally down. I'm going to take you up on that. I, I told my wife, I was like, listen, um, we are going to Australia sooner or later. She is really excited to go to Australia one day. I told her we're going. We just need an excuse to go. Carlos, you just gave me the excuse to go. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully... You know, you know, probably post COVID, but you know, no, definitely post COVID. But it, it'll come, it'll come, and we'll look back and and we'll and we'll be able to look back and say, hey, we went through a pandemic together, right? Virtually together. together. That's right. Virtually yeah. together, and and um, yeah. So now, like I said, I really appreciate your time. Um, you've inspired me today, and and uh, I thank you and and the listeners, and I, I truly mean that. Uh, that if if you're ever down in Sydney, look me up, and uh, you're more than welcome, more than welcome to visit. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.